0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream. Wherever you are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time, I am at Primo. And this week, we are starting off Horror in Review Part 4. That's right. The fourth Horror in Review series. The first one was the greatest movies of all time. The second one was the scariest horror movies. Uh, Last year was Alien horror movies and then now this year we are doing possession slash haunting uh in review super fucking excited mainly for one thing and that is because this is my favorite subgenre of horror movies okay i absolutely love 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 possession movies they're honestly that's why i love horror more than anything although i didn't fall in love with possession movies until like my teens, maybe like early twenties, it was mainly it was mainly slasher films for the greater portion of like my childhood uh, and my teenage years and stuff like that. But with that being said, I've been super excited to do this series. I told Carmen last year, who is one of our Patreon supporters, she does horror in review with us every single year, and I told her, "Look, I will do Alien in review." This year, but next year, I want to do possession/slash haunting because it is my favorite subgenre, and I cannot wait to review some of the movies that we have planned for y'all this year. But first up, we have the Amityville Horror. This is a movie that I haven't seen in a very, very, very long time, so I was excited/slash cautious to kind of jump back into this movie, honestly. I wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was, oh my God, this is an amazing movie. Or I just straight up just disliked the movie back then because I didn't. I just, I never felt one way or the other about it. It was just one of those watches that you're like, okay, like it's on TV, it's on with the AMC channel or, or, uh, what was that? T- not TBS, uh, TNT, all those other fucking TV shows, right? Or the uh, channels, excuse me. And, it just comes out on a Saturday night and you're like, ah, fuck it, man. I'll just, I'll fucking watch it, you know? And it's kind of like one of those things. There's never something that I just went out of my way to, to watch. So I really wanted to kind of spend some time watching this movie and reviewing it this year. And then also because our Patreon supporters kind of voted for it. So that's neither here nor there. Okay. But speaking of which, If you want to support us and you want to vote for the things that we record and review each and every week, go to patreon.com slash twogame. That is the number two. Click down below. If you're on YouTube, Spotify, whatever, the show notes, the description, whatever, we have all of our links to our Patreon, to our merch. We also have links to our social media accounts. Go make sure you like, subscribe, do all that bullshit. We would greatly appreciate it if you do it. It really helps the podcast. Uh, But also, another thing that I want to mention before we jump into this review, this is my first solo video podcast. So up until, what, back in April or May, it was strictly just audio format only, and then we went over to YouTube uh, full-time-ish, Uh but I start I stopped doing solo reviews and it was strictly with Josh or or somebody else, right? So going into this review series, I kind of sat there and like shit, man. This might be this might be a little bit tougher than I than I kind of hoped or or thought it was gonna be, you know. So bear with me. This is gonna take some practice, okay? But first up, we are take we're gonna be talking about Amityville horror. Let's jump into the plot and the fun facts. So, Amityville Horror. Newlyweds are terrorized by demonic forces after moving into a large house that was the site of a grisly mass murder a year before. It was directed by Andrew Douglas, who, for whatever reason, hasn't really directed a movie since. And he had directed some music videos and some TV shows. Weird choice for director. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot others out there that they could have chosen, but... Whatever, I digress. Uh, this movie had a budget of $19 million, and it grossed $107.5 million. Pretty decent. It's a pretty decent return. It stars Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George. It has a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes, and it was released April fifteenth, two 2005. So one thing I want to mention right off the gate before we jump into the fun facts. They released a horror movie in April, April. Who thought that was a good idea? Now, granted, you made $107.5 million. So who might argue with that decision? But to me, it feels it feels gross when a move when a horror movie is not released around October. Um, I do know that like January, maybe February, uh horror movies are kind of coming out then, just because they're a little bit slower months in terms of releases. And I don't mind that, but April, May, June, uh, those are like blockbuster type movies. Okay, that's like the Transformers, the the superhero movies, the, the the Indiana Jones, those types of movies. Not not really horror movies. Now, granted, you're you're playing to a specific genre and a specific uh, type of people, so I kind of understand. But fun facts, got three of them for y'all. Uh, I wouldn't sit here and say they're they're like super fun, but they're interesting, I guess. Uh, just before shooting began, pun not intended for this, uh, the body of a fisherman who had been murdered washed up on the bank of the river near the main house. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz did most of her own stunts, despite being only eight years old and the fact that this was her first time acting. Megan Fox also auditioned for the role of Lisa the Babysitter. That would have been interesting. Honestly, I uh, I, I really don't like Megan Fox as an actress. I, I legitimately hate her as an actress. But the actress that played Lisa in this movie was pretty fucking bad too. So uh, I say just give it to Megan Fox, you know, whatever. But let's jump into... My general impressions of the movie. Like I said, this is not a movie that I go to on a regular basis. Like I said, I I haven't seen this movie in years. It's probably been 15, 20, eh, not 20 years, (laughs) not close 20 years, but like 10 or 15 years since I've seen this movie, okay? This is not a movie that I've just always loved I, I i've seen it a few times and it's just okay like it, it's it's a horror movie right but i i was interested in seeing it through the lens of a review series and now that and that's that's something i also do feel like i need to mention uh ever since i started the podcast i i, I look at movies differently now that I'm trying to be more critical of them and whatnot, back then, guys, I would love every fucking movie, not gonna lie. Uh, it was just a matter of am I getting entertained or not? And I've really kind of grown my my movie taste over like the last three years. So jumping into this review, I was I was pretty excited because I, I mainly wanted to see how the horror elements held up after what almost 20 years. It's like 18 years. That was the biggest thing that I was cautious about because that is like the, from like 2005 up until hell, I I'd, I'd go so far as to say in 2013, maybe 2015, somewhere around there. It's just like horror movies. Just, I'm not going to say they were terrible because there were some great horror movies released in those years, but they 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 became very cliche. they weren't really doing anything new and that we're kind of in this new age of horror movies, which is really great. So I was cautious like I was like, how is this movie going to uh, turn out? And I gotta say it's it's a fine watch, okay? It's one of those those watches that I'm like I still have the same feelings. If this came on a Saturday night or even a weeknight, and I had nothing better to do, and it was on TV, then I'd probably watch it. But as far as going out of my way to, or to actively search for this movie, and look it up and say, which streaming site is this on, which is on HBO Max, by the way, and then watch it that way, probably not. Would I buy this movie? Probably not either. Um, Like, after watching it this time around, it's not something that I'm going to go spend... Five, 10 plus dollars on like if I could get it for maybe two dollars maybe but honestly that's kind of just pushing it um, like I said this this movie is fine um, honestly this is more of a spooky movie than it is a horror movie and in, in my opinion I, I believe wholeheartedly that they do some super cliche things over the course of this movie and granted this happened in 2005 so you got to kind of look at it from that perspective of okay were the, were other movies kind of doing that at the time because of course now it could be cliche but back then not so much and i i still think it's cliche even in 2005 standards this movie is plagued with jump scares they try so hard to do jump scares as the main horror element within the movie. And if you've never followed along with our series, our horror and review series, or even listened to the podcast for any length of time, then you know that I am not a huge fan of jump scares. I I think they're cheap. Um, I, I do know that movies like the conjuring for, to be very specific, they have or insidious as well they do jump scares very very well and i'm okay with it because they kind of play with your expectations a little bit uh and the amityville horror they do not play with those expectations they they kind of treat you like like you're an idiot to be honest with you and they just do jump scares for the sake of jump scares and that is probably the biggest issue that i have with a movie in general is this doesn't feel like a horror movie. It feels more like a spooky movie more than anything. And for a rated R movie, they did not utilize the, the rated R whatsoever. There are some movies out there nowadays that oh, okay, it's PG-13, but dude, like this shit's fucking scary, you know? like they, like they use those PG-13 elements. This one, rated R, and I, I feel like it was wasted. Like, this could have been PG-13. All you had to do was bleep out and change some F-words. Like, you take out some of those F-words, this is a PG-13 movie. And I, I feel like that's the audience they were kind of going for, but they made it rated R. So, the, tonally, there's some issues there. And speaking of tone, when the babysitter comes in, it's like the entire movie changes tone for for probably about, what, 10, 15 minutes, maybe, however long she's in there. It's like she becomes, it, it's almost kind of like uh, Rob Zombie started directing the movie for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm not sitting here saying that it is like, like there are tits hanging out or anything like that, like typical Rob Zombie movies. There's nothing like that. But the tone shifts, and Lisa the Babysitter is kind of played a little over the top. And... I don't know it just it, it changes dramatically for those ten to fifteen minutes and then it shifts right back to that spooky horror movie so personally i I think they should just cut out that entire section, but then you got what this movie's already an hour and a half long, so I mean you're looking at about an hour and fifteen hour and twenty minutes. I would have expanded on some of the killings a little bit more, maybe some of the you know, the previous owner kind of expanded on the lore and the world of the Amityville horror rather than just give us them running around a house for an hour and a half and losing their minds, which all in all, I think they did a good job of doing. Like, I think they did a good job of kind of, now, realistically speaking, it was mainly just George, the uh, Ryan Reynolds character. It was mainly him just freaking the hell out and slowly kind of getting possessed and getting uh, kind of succumbing to the, the evil within that house. But for the most part, I, I just think, I, I just think there was some tone issues with there and I, I would have preferred if, I, I would have preferred if they would have explored that world a little bit more. Um, we got, what, five minutes of her kind of looking through newspapers, which is so fucking cliche, by the way. Like, I can't stand that they use that. That to me is lazy uh, storytelling. When you have to go back and look through newspaper clippings, it is a horror cliche and I'm not a fan of it. So I would have preferred if they would have like bring, bring the, uh, bring the priest in a little bit more, you know, let him help you tell that story a little bit better or even have them go to the jail and talk to the guy that originally killed them killed the uh the family beforehand. You know, do something different instead of just showing newspaper clippings, which all happens at the very end of the movie, which is weird because typically that happens in like towards like that happens in like the second act, typically in horror movies, like at the end of the first, somewhere in the second act. And they waited to like the very end of the movie to start going through that. So all in all, I I do like the movie. I would recommend people go watch it. I, I don't think it's a bad watch any means. And Ryan Reynolds, I think he does a a pretty good job throughout this movie. Like if you look at this movie compared to some of his newer movies, I would take this Ryan Reynolds any day of the week like he feels more dynamic and he's still able to bring some of that charisma that some of that, some of that comedic tone with him. And as far as the, the tone of the comedy with him, I think it's fine. I think it's, it adds a little bit of levity to a very, very dark movie to begin with. It's just when the babysitter gets there, it shifts way too drastically in the over the top spectrum of, of movies. Uh, I thought they did a good job of kind of sh- kind of differentiating between the two different Georges. When he's outside the house, he's this loving, caring husband who is easygoing, comedic, uh, sarcastic, witty, all these types of elements, right? But when he gets into the house, he becomes more angry, uh, abusive, psychotic. You know, he's hearing things. And what I thought they did really good with, in that aspect is showcasing that not, not necessarily with dialogue or, or character development, but how he actually looks when he's in the house. That dude looks like pure dog shit. Like they did a great job with makeup and I know they had some type of like eye contacts in there to where it made his eyes more black, which I think is a nice little touch. It's look, it's simple. Sure, it's cheap. Maybe a little cliche, but it is what it is. I I, I think it adds a little bit extra depth to to that character development uh, and really helps kind of, like I said, differentiate between the two types of Georges. And I think the only issue that I have with the movie, and Carmen will, if you're listening to this, you will absolutely 100% agree with me. I have an issue, and I don't need this in every single horror movie, Okay. But it's a horror movie, okay? I don't need the good guys to win every single time. To me, this is the Amityville horror. People die in this fucking movie, okay? You have the husband, George, who is going crazy. When he is, you don't realize he's dreaming at the time, but when he goes and rears back the axe into uh into the wife, I was like, oh, shit. Like, bro, I kind of fucking forgot that this was even in the movie and it ended up being a dream. I'm like, ah, they should have, they should have led with that, man. They should have kept going with that, that aspect of the, of the story. And I think that would have been a great ending because look, it's a horror movie. Evil is supposed to win. And I honestly, they take him out of the house and it just abruptly ends at that. So I think it's a weak ending. Um, I think it was kind of lazy to be honest with you, uh, so all those elements piece together. I think you're looking at about a two and a half star movie. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's something that you can watch. I would recommend going and watch it during October. Um, this is a solid first entry into possession horror in review. So I'm not upset by watching this movie at all. Um, it was definitely one of those things where I had fun. I, I was entertained, and it did every it it did everything that I wanted. In a possession horror movie, okay, gave me gave me the spookiness, it gave me the possession stuff, gave me a decent story. It just kind of falls flat in some of the aspects of the jump scares being an actual horror movie and being scary, and then some of the world building and lore was kind of lazy uh, in terms of writing. So, two and a half stars. It's on HBO Max. You can go check it out, Uh, guys. That is going to be it for the first review for. Horror in review possession slash haunting in review so let me know in the comments below whether you're on YouTube whether you're on Spotify or uh, do you find us on Facebook uh let me know what you think about it and uh do that whole like subscribe whatever you can to to help support us we would greatly appreciate that and I gotta say first video podcast out the way It wasn't terrible, like, in terms of me feeling anxious and having to stop it every five seconds. Um, But I'd be curious to know how y'all think I did. Like, I I feel like this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to practice this a lot more, for sure. Um, But I appreciate y'all joining me, and I appreciate all the support. And I will catch y'all next week on another review. Laters.